everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's Arnold with Warm Welcome. If you've been following us on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen a little bit of the teasers, but we are officially coming out today. It is now available, our digital magazine. And the digital magazine is called Prefix for Youth. And currently, it is 26 interviews that we've done. So it's actually the first 26 episodes of the podcast. We took the best and the greatest of each interview and then compiled it into a magazine. Um, additionally, we, we were able to receive a few recipes as well from the contributors and we, we've placed that into the magazine as well. So um, please do check it out. It's currently online for $10. 20% of all proceeds are going to an organization called Apex for Youth. Um, and you can find more information at prefixforyouth.com. P-R-I-X-F-I-X-E for youth.com or simply go on with onewelcome.com. Um, today's episode, I decided to invite my friend, Sean. And Sean is also one of the associate board members of Apex for Youth, which is this nonprofit that I'm benefiting with this digital magazine. And um, I wanted to revisit the origin story of Prefix for Youth because originally it used to be an event. So this day, same day last year, November 11, 2019, at Madame Beau Barbecue, we hosted a six course tasting dinner uh, with some of the other guys that were on the podcast. And that was the first event I ever did under the With Form Welcome moniker. Had a blast and committed to doing a few more of them. But um, as we all know, come March, we were unable to gather and unable to host these events. And so for the last few months, I've been um, working on this digital magazine and I felt like during this time that made the most sense. So it's a way for all of us to revisit these, for me, it was a way for me to revisit these conversations. And um, as I've moved out here to Los Angeles, uh, it's a way to kind of, uh, you know, compile all my New York work and have it out for display. So um, again, in the following minutes here, you'll hear from me and Sean about Apex for Youth, what the organization is, what it does, the different programming it has, and maybe if you want to get involved, how you can help at the end. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Sean from Apex for Youth. It feels like eons ago when we first met, November, yeah, November of last year. First, I think that was with Jimmy, and uh, I actually really wanted to, to to share this history with everybody while you were here with me, which is, um, in a lot of ways, Apex for Youth or this event that um, With Warm Welcome created, Prefix for Youth, wouldn't have happened with Jimmy from Madame Vo because... Jimmy had called me after I had done his podcast interview and he called me and he was like, Hey, Hey Arnold. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, do you want to, do you want to do an event? And I'm like, I, I mean, I didn't know what it was, but I said yes. Cause I had just launched a podcast and like, I was just really excited about the idea of doing an event. And he told me that it would be for a, a charity. And I was like, Oh dude, even, even better. And he told me, Hey, do you know Apex for you? And I'm like, no, what is that? So then uh, I looked it up. Let's do it. This is amazing because the minute I saw the mission statement and what you guys do, which I definitely want you to share more about, I just got really excited because it, it was 
everything that I personally believe in. One is obviously the Asian American community. But then the second thing is I actually love working with kids and the youth. Um, and I think I told you this, but I, I even work with kids in Chinatown when I was uh, in, in college at NYU, just teaching English and mentoring them and, and being a part of those kind of volunteer programs. But um, that's, how, that's how I got to know you, uh, the, the organization Apex for Youth. And uh, me and Jamie co-hosted the first ever um, Prefix for Youth event. And for, for those that are listening that don't know what that is, um, Prefix for Youth is a one night only pop-up dinner event. Uh, and so as the name suggests, prefix as in it's a, it's a price fix menu. And so we set a price and we do a tasting menu. It's, it's usually six courses and we invite chefs that are on the With Warm Welcome podcast and everyone comes up with one childhood dish, right? Inspired by uh, their memories. Maybe it's, it's some sort of nostalgia um, with the idea of the youth in mind, right? Like, Prefix for Youth, Apex for Youth, kind of play on on the name. But um, in any case, that event was really life changing for me, Sean, because it gave me more of a a universal mission, and it gave the podcast a little bit more meaning than before. And I think I was just in love with the Apex community at large. A lot of the people that showed up that night to the first ever event, a lot of them were Apex members. Uh, and I remember I was just like going around talking to people and, and, you know, getting to know some people. And I would say like 70% are probably involved with Apex somehow. Maybe they were followers and supporters. Maybe they were um, board members like yourself. And uh, it was just a great vibe. I mean, I don't know about you, but it was, it was a really great night uh, in, in, in November. I mean, I, I miss it. I miss it so much. That vibe. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was an awesome night. I mean, I think, yeah, big shout outs, as you said, to Jimmy. I mean, he, he's definitely the, the, the guy who connected the two of us. But I think he's, he's also friends with um, Wen from you know, 3.1, Philip Lim, who, who's also a mutual friend of ours. And so it's definitely a small world in terms of how connected we are. And definitely appreciated, you know, Jimmy, for making that introduction for you to, you know, learn more about Apex for you than sort of give it you know, more, more, more life with, with this, these events. And the reason why I wanted to have you today, man, is... Um I always wanted to talk about Apex, to be honest, on the podcast, but I just feel, <laughs> I just feel like I wouldn't do it justice. I mean, I, I've, I've done only really two events to, to somehow support your cause and support the organization, but I don't feel like uh, deserving enough yet to, to really uh, share anything about it. So, and I know you've been involved for quite a bit, so I'd love to, uh, for you to share, first of all, like, you know, your, your personal kind of history with the organization, maybe uh, dating back to you mentoring and, and maybe the mission statement too, if you don't mind. The mission statement is, I guess, we, we aim to deliver possibilities to underserved Asian and immigrant youth from low-income families in New York City, right? So um, it's sort of a program that I think when I heard about it and when I learned about it, something that I think I wish I had when I, when I was growing up. Um, grew up in the Bronx, you know, loved my childhood, but also wished, you know, I had, you know, maybe a little bit more hand-holding or older sibling to who sort of went through the process of schooling or, you know, teenage years and sort of could walk me through this. So I guess when I learned about it, it's probably, you know, 2016, I, I've been following one of the board members of Apex, Dao Yi, for a while. Um, he's sort of a creative, big in the streetwear, streetwear world. I was, you know, big into it. Um, so just saw, it, I think, on one of his Instagram stories one day about Apex and what, what it was about. So I sort of clicked through 
had done a little bit of volunteering beforehand, um, sort of around soccer, grew up playing it, loved it, but didn't feel crazy connected to, to, to the cause. Um, but I think like, like you, when I read the mission statement, when I read, you know, how deep the volunteer base was, you know, I signed up right away. And so, um, was lucky enough to be paired with my mentee. You know, I signed up for the high school mentoring program. You know, my mentee was a freshman at the time entering high school, you know, a crazy time. And, uh, he, like me, you know, loved sports, loved, you know, hip hop. So, um, I think we connected right away and talked about, you know, our favorite artists, our favorite basketball players, et cetera. So I think I was really impressed by how, 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 you know, much focus there was on the staff's standpoint in terms of matching mentor and mentee. So it's been, you know, a little over three years and my mentee now is, you know, going into senior year. So we've come a long way together, but it's been a fun ride as well. Yeah, it's amazing that you guys are still connected. I think last time we spoke too, you were you're telling me about him, and it's it's really awesome that it's not like a one time thing, right? It's not just like a it's not just for show. It seems like it's definitely been a more of a personal relationship that you've 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 gained with your mentee. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been an amazing experience. I mean, I think the organization has definitely grown in the last couple of years. You know, I, I would say you know there's probably 400 plus volunteers at this point spread across you know a few different programs. But um, the program I'm in, high school mentoring, is, is, is pretty much one-on-one. You know, the mentee and the mentors meet, you know, a couple times a month throughout the school year. And you, you really do form a bond with that, that, uh, that mentee. So, Tell me about some of the, the other programs, because I know you guys are pretty involved in other mentoring and after-school programs. Yeah, so I would say I would break out the three programs to, you know, one, mentoring that I had mentioned where it's, sort of one-on-one long-term relationship with the mentee that's matched to you, right? There's middle school mentoring, right? A little younger, um, maybe a different part of their lives, but also high school mentoring where, you know, they, some are thinking about college, some maybe are thinking college is not right for them. You know, we try to think through what's best for a specific mentee and not try to project, you know, a mentor's specific values onto the mentee, which I think is, you know, not ideal for any body um but that program meets you know twice a month with you know dedicated workshops on you know public speaking or confidence or you know especially given the current climate you know anti-racism and how asian solidarity with the black community is you know helpful for everyone um and but i would say that program is more uh, long term and more of an investment right um we require you know volunteers to do at least one year ideally more but a lot of our mentors you know stay with their mentee you know throughout high school or throughout middle school to high school and then follow them you know and become and stay close you know as they go to college and beyond so you know one of our other board members pretty he was a mentor um his you know many years ago his mentee now has graduated college but now they still keep in touch so it's you know really long-term focused but um that's the sort of the program i was involved in and i currently am still involved in um while also being on the associate board the other program is elementary school education and tutoring um so that's 
sort of, you know, as the name suggests, you know, you tutor elementary aged kids, middle school kids, and high school kids on Saturdays at sort of, sort of our, uh, our partner schools in Chinatown and Sunset Park in Brooklyn. Um, and that can be, be a range of topics, you know, math, reading comprehension, et cetera. Um, but it, it's a little bit less one-on-one, more, you know, maybe four to one, five to one, but I think gives the mentors and volunteers a little bit more flexibility in terms of how often they, they, they like to show up. And the lastly is athletics, where our, our main focus is basketball, where we coach elementary and middle school students on Saturdays, again, at our partner schools in Chinatown and Sosa Park, and sort of use, you know, athletics as a tool to develop, you know, teamwork and, you know, hopefully get these kids working out too. So that's an added benefit. That's amazing, man. I, like you were alluding to earlier, I wish I had been a part of this, something like this too when I was younger, when I was a kid, you know, like being able to get some sort of exposure and direct line of contact or communication with someone older because maybe, I don't know what your experience is, man. And, and for people tuning in that are maybe Asian American, like it's hard to talk to your parents about certain topics, right? And maybe you want to talk to them, but you know, parents could be not the most approachable about certain specific things. So, I mean, it's awesome that you can, you have this relationship building process and that you, you know, your mentees can confide in you guys. And I think one of the more impressive examples of this is recently, like you said about anti-racism, I think I saw a few kids. I I remember, I forget her name in part uh, specific, but she had started a club. I want to say at her school, um, to combat racism. And maybe you can, you can kind of expand on this too, but wow, I was just so inspired. I think she was in middle school or even high school, but she was so articulate too. I think the mentee you're talking about is, is Vicky. And I think she goes to Bronx science, but which where I went to, uh, up in the Bronx as well. But I think, you know, I think she, again, as you said, started a, you know, a club where people can, you know, talk about, these difficult t- subjects that I think even adults struggle with talking about, right? And sort of host, co-hosting sort of a, a summit, a youth summit where, you know, teenagers could talk about these topics, you know, open forum and challenge each other, each other and, you know, share viewpoints. I think that's, that's, that's amazing. I think uh, I love that sort of Apex is helping to sort of foster that environment where, you know, the, the mentees are, have a place where they, they feel like their voices can be heard, where they can champion for other communities as well. So um, definitely big kudos to a lot, a lot of these mentees who, who stepped up to the plate. I mean, I, you know, in more ways than none, I feel like we, we learn a lot from the younger generation and the mentees and then, than us really teaching them sometimes. Obviously you, you shared kind of the different programming that you guys have at Apex, but the other part of Apex is the fun, fundraising, right? Obviously, raising money to have these programs in place. And so can you share a little bit about the different events that you guys typically host? Cause I know there are some certain events that you guys host annually, uh, especially one that you're a part of too. Um, and maybe one that I think, I mean, I personally was excited about that. I, I couldn't partake in because of COVID. So maybe share uh, a few events that you guys typically do and then how, how that's changed with, with COVID. You know, one event that sort of is our marquee event that the board of directors sort of organize alongside staff is is our annual gala, where 
first and foremost, it's, you know, to honor folks that, you know, are sort of championing the Asian American community, right? Um, we were very excited about it. It's at, you know, Cipriani downtown um, every year. It's a pretty nice, you know, black tie event. Um, but it, it's all about how, you know, we can sort of champion our own community and celebrate those who, you know, paved the way in the arts or in education or social justice issues, et cetera, right? But also raising money for a cause that, you know, is Apex that allows sort of us to develop programming for, 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 the, for the kids that we serve. And so that's the main, you know, fundraising event of the year. Uh, obviously with COVID-19, that has not been able to happen, um, which does put, um, Apex in sort of a, a, a difficult position as uh, as COVID has done for a lot of organizations, not just nonprofits, right? Uh, but that's I would say gala is our main you know marquee event of the year. Um, secondarily, I think Casino Night is another event that you know folks look up look forward to. Um, that's an event hosted by the associate board where I sit. Um, that uh, it's historically you know, in the Rubin Museum down in Chelsea, again, black tie events, you know, we have fun games, casino games, um, and sort of raise money for it, for Apex for Youth as well. Um, so I would say those two are sort of our, our big hitting events. Usually gala is sort of in the early spring time, um, whereas casino night is sort of in the uh, fall, uh, maybe early winter in the November timeframe. So try to space it out. But I think obviously, you know, with COVID, um, we, we were forced to push out, you know, both events, um, which does put, you know, again, Apex in a difficult position, but I think we can manage through this just because of how, you know, generous, I think, individuals, you know, foundations, et cetera, have, have been. And, you know, they recognize a need for, for a sort of organization like Apex to exist. And so we, we've been extremely fortunate about, you know, the generosity of, of a lot of people. I mean, so internally, I'm sure you guys have been having conversations and discussions about how to move forward in, in, in this kind of new time. Um, and so you mentioned off air about virtual programming that's kind of happening soon. Could you dive a little bit into, into that? And, and again, maybe if there's any other thing that you want to share that you guys are doing now, uh, you know, as you adjust to how, you know, social distancing and, uh, cause you know, and I, I feel like it's just, it, you know, it may not happen within this calendar year. Right. So how are you guys pivoting? Yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging. I mean, I think, you know, I, I would definitely give kudos to, you know, the staff who, you know, tirelessly, you know, had to pivot in an instant, right. In terms of going from in-person obviously workshops, as I mentioned before, um, with our youth to, to, to a new system where, you know, you have to do online programming over Zoom um, over the weekend when a lot of these kids are already, you know, going to school Monday through Friday on Zoom. So how do you mix, you know, you know, having these programs be engaging enough where kids are willing to spend their Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons on the Zoom, you know, with Apex staff and with their mentors? That's in a fun way where they learn something, where they're able to get closer um, with their mentor and with, you know, with staff. So definitely big kudos to, to staff for being able to make that shift um, pretty much overnight. I think we've had, you know, workshops on 
how to deal with anti-racism in the Asian community, how do we deal with anti-racism in general and in solidarity with the black community, right? Um, so those are uh, programs, you know, developed, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty quickly, you know, um, as, as, as the situation developed. But we really try to keep, you know, the curriculums and the programs, you know, within, in the same cadence as we did pre-COVID. So I think in terms of the mentoring programs that I, that I uh, mentioned earlier, I think those programs have transitioned super well. I think historically, you know, as most of our programs are in Sunset Park and in Chinatown, naturally, you know, we miss a lot of the youth that might live in, you know, Flushing or other boroughs in New York City, right, that could benefit from our programs. But um, pre-COVID, you know, they might have hard, a hard time getting to us because, you know, public transportation or their parents might not feel comfortable. But now, if it's virtual in the fall, you know, maybe now they can participate much easier and they can get paired with a mentor who otherwise, you know, might be too busy with their job, but now can are happy to jump on Zoom with their mentee uh, on a biweekly basis. So I think that program is, you know, is transitioning very well. We're very excited about it. I think for the elementary school programs for tutoring and after school, we're, we're working with our partner schools. And I think, I think um, I'm pretty optimistic about that program as well. I think athletics will be a challenge, right? How do you get kids safely playing, you know, basketball? But I think we'll be able to figure something out where we'll, we're able to run maybe drills with the kids, you know, with masks on potentially. We're still trying to figure it out, but I think there, there should be ways where we're still able to, to keep these programs available for the kids in, in the fall time frame when school starts. I didn't think about the, the first aspect you said about being able to reach more people in different neighborhoods. I think that's just like, an, it just opens up another frontier for you guys, right? Like com- communities and boroughs, like you said, you haven't even considered maybe, um, maybe not, not just the city. Maybe it's like outside of the city too, upstate or, or anywhere that way where there's like pockets of, you know, Asian American community. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, I, so yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, I grew up in the Bronx, but obviously, you know, all my friends, even though I went to Bronx Science, were from Queens. So I would go literally to Flushing every, every single day. Um, so huge Asian population in Queens, right? But obviously difficult for some youth who live in Queens to get to Chinatown and to get to Sunset Park. So and now I think, you know, I, Personally, I'm pretty optimistic that maybe we can reach those students more readily. You know, we served, you know, around a thousand students in the 2019-2020 school year. I think we're going to try to hit close to that number. Uh, But I think, you know, we're going to try to serve as as much youth as possible. I mean, you texted me the link to to, to sign up and volunteer and... It was so easy. I mean, I, I did it without hesitation. So can you share a little bit about, you know, if people are listening in and they do want to help out, maybe they do want to jump on these Zoom calls and help mentor a kid, um, whatever the case and however that may look like, right? Because to your point, I think a lot of people may have a little bit more time on their hands than before, perhaps, or maybe they are looking for, I think another, another point could be some sort of like higher purpose, in some sense, right? I think you mentioned off air about how this is kind of keeping you sane through this. So I think there's a, lo- a variety of reasons for people to join and help out. But for those that do want to, how, how can they help and how do they sign up and how do they volunteer? Yeah, definitely. I think 
the best way would be through our website. So uh, apexforyouth.org. Um, so exactly like it's how it's spelled, A-P-E-X-F-O-R-Y-O-U-T-H.org. Um, from there, there should be you know, a volunteer now button that you can sort of punch in your basic details, what programs you might be interested in, whether it's mentoring, you know, tutoring, or, or athletics. And uh, one of our staff who um, are wonderful will we'll get back to you in due course um, so that um, we'll find the right program for you, find the right mentee for you when school sort of starts um, in the fall. Thanks again, man, for, for giving me your time. And I think that it's, it's so important for me. And I just want to take this space to, to share. I mean, and, and you can feel free to do this too, but it honestly has been very life-changing for me to be somewhat part of your organization and try to help you guys too, because it makes me feel like I'm part of a bigger community and I'm doing this for a bigger reason. Um, and I think even though the podcast is pretty niche about restaurants and specifically chefs and, and kind of the tastemakers within the space, I think at the end of the day, we really have to think about the next generation and, and, and the next in line and how do we how do we make this a better place for them? And I think that should really be a guiding principle for, I mean, that's kind of how I think. Um, and I think that's what drives a lot of the podcast work too. So uh, I just wanted to say, I really appreciate what you guys do and what you specifically do. Cause I know you're really involved with Apex and just like taking the time to really speak to us about it. 